Hi, welcome to Coffee Break for Your Soul. Encouragement for your journey, your story, for you. And I'm your host and barista, Bonnie Gray. Well, welcome. It's the first edition of Coffee Break for Your Soul. And for this first session here, having virtual coffee together, I was thinking who would I want to be sitting across the table from me having coffee? And it was no doubt about it. I said, it has to be Kathy Lip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was so excited when she um, gave me an answer back and said she'd be able to hop over here virtually and share a cup of coffee with all of us. Kathy, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Bonnie, it's such a thrill. And thank you so much. I mean, I feel so honored. Uh, it's so excited to be able to partner with somebody that I respect and love so much. And and I do have my Starbucks that my husband got me right here with me. So I am ready to rock and roll. Oh, wow. You know, before <laughs> we get into like all the great things that you've done to introduce you to the readers, we want to first introduce you to uh, introduce. I wanted to introduce you by asking what kind of coffee you like and oh. how you take it. Well, I, I, I go back and forth. I either like a skinny vanilla latte or a, a misto, which is half drip coffee, half steam milk. And so um, I know a lot of people don't know about the misto, but in another in other places, it would be a cafe au lait. Oh. Yeah, I like it. I know this is the only reason I like it, but it does have half the calories of having just an espresso shot and a bunch of milk. So it makes me super happy. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, why do you think that's your favorite drink? Yeah, well, you know what? And I just love the flavorings. I, I, I'm, I would, growing up, I never liked vanilla. I always thought it was so plain and boring, but I've come to find out really good vanilla is awesome. So I love vanilla. And then if I'm home, I add a shot of coconut because I just love coconut. So makes me happy. Oh, <laughs> I think that that's a great way to, you know, share with people why I love your writing and your speaking. Oh. You know, you have so much flavor, you oh. have so much personality and, um, just the opposite of plain and boring, you know, but like vanilla is just so soothing and it's just kind of like, you're like that friend that we can chat with and talk with. And then, you know, your humor is like that coconut. It's, it's that coconut flavor. It's so good. (laughs) It's that something special, you know? Oh, I love it. That's, you know what? I never thought of my drink reflecting me, but I'll take it. I will take it. Yeah. It makes me super happy. And, you know, we don't, we're not just Starbucks people. We, we like to make it at home as well. And so we like to experiment and my husband likes it just so, you know, he says it's, it's, you know, one, one drop over this way, it's ruined, one drop over this way, it's ruined. And so my husband is exactly, Exactly like his drinks. He <laughs> likes things just the way they should be done. And I'm a little bit more all over the place. So, yep, our drinks really are a reflection of who we are. It is. I always do that. I always ask people, like, what kind of coffee they like to drink. And then I, you know, formulate and I can remember who they are. But I think well, it's... Bonnie, I, I have to know now, what's your favorite? I just uh... no. I'm sure you've already shared it with your listeners, but no, I want to know. Oh, this is like, see, this is why I was telling you guys, kindred spirits listening. This is why I had to add coffee because like she just totally just takes the conversation and it goes where <laughs> it leads. Um, so yeah, I love a ca- cappuccino, but I like it non-fat and I like mm-hmm. it extra hot. Oh, extra okay. hot. And the reason why I want it extra hot is because it just like warms me. Yeah. And I always 
take it when I'm writing and it just constantly, when I feel like I need some more inspiration, I just hold that coffee. It warms me, keeps it warm for a long time. And then um, I used to take it like regular, but I started yeah. gaining weight. And I was telling my <laughs> husband, I haven't eaten anything crazy this past few weeks. Why am I gaining weight? He's like, um, you know, that cappuccino, there's like calories in that milk because I put honey in it. So this is my oh. special thing. You know, you put coconut, right? Yeah. I put honey. Mmm. That sounds that sounds very different. I've heard of honey and tea, but not in coffee. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought, well, why not put in my coffee? And it's 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 a good sugar, you know. Well, and it's soothing. so funny because my husband orders his drink extra hot, but it, well, he used to order it extra hot, and now he orders it 180 degrees because he's a precise kind of guy. And he goes, extra hot means something different to everybody, but 180 degrees means 180 degrees. Mm. So you're the only two people I know who take it extra hot. That's why I like you so much. <laughs> well, you know, just as we're talking about these coffee drinks, um, you know, as you can tell, um, friends listening over on the airwaves here, you know, Kathy is just an inspiring person. She, um, I love reading her, her bio on her website, which is at kathylip.com. She, she inspires thousands of women each year to strip down their expectations and live lives with real purpose. And she adds sprinkle a lot of humor and wisdom. And she's written over 13 books. Um, her latest one, um, is clutter free and get yourself organized for Christmas. So for this first podcast, I wanted to start it on Advent because Christmas is such a wonderful time and it's also a crazy time. Um, there's so many um, expectations. And when I cracked open Kathy's book, Get Yourself Organized for Christmas, um, the one of the first words in this first chapter she writes about is, um, of the chapter four steps to kick off your Christmas right. The first word on her page was expectations. Mm. So, um, you know, with even this doing this podcast for myself, Kathy, um, do, whenever we do anything new, I think that's one of the things that holds us back. Oh, expectations are the 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 crusher of hope. They really are because what we've done is we've said, you know, things have to go in a certain way. And if they don't go in a certain way, then everything is ruined. You know, our brains are very divided in this way. And our society says the same thing. You know, we spend so much time. I'm not going to bash on Pinterest because I think Pinterest is a beautiful place and there's great inspiration there. But I do have to say it's, it's a place where we can set our expectations in such a way that we can never truly live up to them. And so the more we're exposed to what the world says should be our standard, the less satisfaction we're going to experience in our real life. And I, it's okay to hope for very, uh, how do I want to say, basic things. You know, I hope that my husband and I will get along this year. I hope that uh, my kids will behave when they're around their grandparents. You know, we all have these internal hopes. But if we don't keep coming back to the true source of hope, 
which alone is Christ Jesus. None of the rest of this stuff matters. And that's why I think it's so important for us to really strip down our expectations and say, uh, you know, being open to what God has for us, because I believe that everything that we encounter in life is an opportunity for us to grow closer to Christ. And how do we do that? And so uh, making sure that we are not putting false expectations on ourselves or others. Okay, yeah. So this first um, podcast comes right in line with Advent, the first week, and the Mm. theme is hope. Yeah. And um, that's that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Like, you know, you you talked about stripping down expectations. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, what are your hopes for this year for Christmas for you personally? Yeah, you know, I really encourage people to do a mission statement for Christmas, which sounds very dry and very tactical. But I really believe that we have a mission in Christmas and a ministry in Christmas. And the mission is basically how do you want you and your family to come out on December 26th? Because if we let the world dictate it, it's going to crush us. It really will. And so this year, uh, my hope is that I experience true peace. And I know that I'm going to get there in a couple of ways. I'm going to get there through, uh, one, like we just said, stripping down my expectations, and two, really spending some time with God. And I... This is a very hit and miss thing for me. I'll be very honest with you, Bonnie. I was looking back at my quiet chime journal from this year, and I've got about a 50% average, uh, which let me just say is up from 2013, uh, excuse me, 2014. So I'm not going to bash myself too much. But I also understand that for a lot of people, this is this is where they're at. And so really concentrating in December on saying, I don't want this to be like every other month of the year. I want this to be different. I want this to be a time where I can really dig in. And then really the ministry of Christmas. Uh, I, I believe that I can really point people's hearts that are in my family who maybe aren't thinking in this direction the rest of the year. People have a sentimentality about Christmas that they don't have the rest of the year. And that's okay. You know, we we're all growing in our own ways, but I want to put ministry in the way of the people in my family and of myself. So reaching out to families who maybe don't have the kind of Christmas that we have reaching out to our compassion kids in a new and different way this Christmas, those are, so it's the mission and the, ministry that I want to keep in balance this year. Yeah. Talking about, um, I guess spending time, you know, mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I really enjoy about Kathy is I feel like we have, we're kind of different sides of, of, of basically, um, the soul, you know, like being mm-hmm. honest, I mm-hmm. think it's so important. I feel like that's part of having hope too. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes yeah. you spend time with God being honest and Sometimes it starts even with a conversation, like between Mm -hmm. us as friends. Yeah. I think during Christmas, don't you think like maybe even making time to have coffee with a friend, like a a soul connecting friend where you can talk about really what expectations you're feeling and what's going on. What do you think? You know what? I'm doing that hardcore this year. Um, Tomorrow, I take off with three of my friends. We all live in four different parts of the country. We're coming from California, Colorado, Tennessee, and South Carolina. And we are meeting in South Carolina, and we're spending four days. And this is kind of our soul retreat, Mm -hmm. where 
uh, we, and not everybody can do this. I understand. Sometimes we have to do it in shorter doses, but uh, just before you and I got on this interview, I have a good friend uh, that it just recently lost her mom and we haven't been able to connect as much as we'd like because um, I think she's just going through a really rough time. And so I said, let's pick a day and it can be, we go to the movies. It can be, we talk about your mom. It can be, we can talk about your writing, whatever is going to feed your soul. But I am purposely putting those things in my path because busyness will dictate my calendar if, if I don't dictate to it. And so, you know, I, I love when um, uh, there's a quote that says, a budget is telling your money where to go instead of figuring out where it went. And that's what I want to do with my calendar. I want to tell my time where to go and I want to put it on important stuff. The little stuff has to get done. I totally get that. But the little stuff can be crammed into corners and, you know, put onto a list. But my people can't be put onto a list. And those soul connections cannot be put onto a list. You are absolutely right. So, okay, this this is where I'm getting goosebumps. And that's why, um, you know, we're, we're good soul kindreds and school mm -hmm. soul friends because um I love how you put a real practical like perspective on things and I need friends like that in my <laughs> life you know and um one thing you said about friends feeding your soul mm -hmm. you know like yeah. you can't put people on a list and so right. you know you talked about us looking at Pinterest pictures and so I think a lot of what our culture currently has is looking at things on a screen mm -hmm. looking at our list things mm -hmm. that we need to do and when like that's going to be the default okay right. looking at our list looking at pictures on pinterest or on social media and and if we don't interject with something specific mm -hmm. and practical and I, I i call it intention right if we don't are not intentional about putting our money or our calendar like something on the calendar people are going to fall off the list. Yes, like that absolutely. is what is going to happen. So, um, and in you know my book, my book Finding Spiritual White Space, I talk about friendship mocha, mm -hmm. and that that's one way to feed our soul is to be intentional. So I love this soul retreat, mm -hmm. and even if we're not able to do it this month, I think it's really good to think about how that would look like in our own lives. How can we have a soul retreat with uh, some of our key friends? Right. And these are people where you feel like you could just talk about everything and anything. Yeah, that's and exactly who these people are to me. You exactly. know, they're people who are in my similar space work-wise, mm -hmm. but we don't compete. I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing. We encourage and we love on each other and we help problem solve. But they know the struggles I go through with my family and with other friends and they're confidential, which is really, really important. And they're encouraging. And yeah, I could say anything to these people and maybe they would be shocked, but they would still love me. Yeah. And I want to talk about that also because, you know, Christmas, we talk about Christmas like it's a thing we do. But mm -hmm. actually, when we ever we look at scripture, it says like Emmanuel, Jesus mm -hmm. with us. God is with us. Yeah. Like he's literally in you, in right. me, in people. So how can we experience Christmas? One way is by taking time out, prioritizing that to, you know, like you're planning the soul retreat. And many of us listening, we can still do that within this month. Like um, what, one thing I'm doing is I'm going to get together a dinner 
Mm. And, you know, it's just going out, but actually it's yeah. a feat, isn't it? Right? With it, all the to-do lists and all the things we're looking at to actually get on the phone, to mm -hmm. actually text people or to email them and say like, we are going out, we're going to pick a night and we're right. going to go out for dinner. And yeah, and we're going to love on each other and we're going to linger. That's the other thing too. You know, that's why uh, I've really uh, embraced rest this year. And one of the things that we do is we take, I don't know if people would call it a literal Sabbath, but my husband and I don't work. We don't do our normal activity from Saturday at dinner till Sunday at dinner. And for some reason, that's easier for me than taking like, I'm taking all of Sunday as a Sabbath. For some reason, sundown on Saturday to sundown on Sunday really works for us because I can still use that Sunday night to do what I need to do. But um, it's it's been so great because I feel like, before I would cut corners on rest because I needed to get stuff done. And this time I feel so free to invite people over and linger with them because I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have any agenda until about six o'clock on Sunday night. And so there's, there's no rushing. There's actually getting to know people. And so we've done this both, uh, both these Sundays where we've had last week, we had a couple from church and their son over that I don't know that we would have done had we not been having a Sabbath. And last night we had my daughter and uh, son-in-law and my other daughter over and we just lingered. We pulled out puzzles. We talked about cr what we were going to serve for Christmas dinner and we just lingered over each other. It was wonderful. Yeah, I love all these words, and um, I just really want to repeat them so that they can really be part of our um, Christmas journey, a more soulful Christmas, a more soulful Advent. And that's what my hope is for, um, you know, doing these podcasts and just the things that we share is um, I love the word linger, mm -hmm. intentional, mm -hmm. rest. Yeah. And one thing you brought up, which is invite. Mm -hmm. invite and you know when before you talked about you want this Christmas um, to be um, missions and missional another word I think is very soulful is invite yeah invite yeah. so like having I love that Sabbath time you said and I think that what's key is that it works for you and I think yeah. each of us can think what are moments in my week where it's just you know this is a natural good time that's natural to me to linger. Mm -hmm. yes. And for me, it's after church. Like, you know, like yes. Sunday after church, I, I know that after church, I'm not going to want to work. Right. And it's, it's a good time. We just got together from church family. We like to have lunch. And we chat about, you know, uh, how every service was. And then we usually like to just hang out. For us, it's Sunday. It's just mm -hmm. a lazy day. I don't know. Maybe it's from right. my, my childhood. You know, you come yeah. home from church and yeah. then there's nothing. So actually, that's our pocket. For our family, yeah. Kathy, we'll just invite people. Like maybe we'll see somebody at church or somebody we haven't caught up in a while. Say, hey, you want to come over for lunch after church? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that that totally works. You know, we, like I said, we we do, you know, Saturday night to Sunday night. And so, yeah, that that time after church is 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 the slower and the sensing and saying, you know, we can not just linger over people, but linger over experiences. Um, you know, my husband will barbecue or I will 
do something. I, and we, you know, we're in California. We get to barbecue in the middle of December and it works for us. But I know that doesn't work for the rest of the country necessarily. But, uh, you know, putting the slow cooker on and just being intentional about that time, I think is so key. You know, what I've come to understand is I have to plan for my Sabbath. And uh, there's a Seventh-day Adventist tradition where they say, I want to spend my week preparing for Sabbath and not my Sabbath preparing for the week. And I love that twisting on its head of where, you know, people use Sundays to catch up on laundry. And I get that, guys. I totally do. But when you try to fit your work into six days, it fits into six days. It really, really does. And I want to be able to linger over people. I'm not going to be upset necessarily that I missed a load of laundry, but I am going to be upset if I missed an opportunity to connect with somebody. Bonnie, we just lost um, a a dear man at our church who, um, and I'm, I'm kicking myself that we didn't have him over for dinner. It was one of those plans that we were going to, we were going to. The time is short and I don't want to live with regrets. And so I'm not going to sit in that regret, but I'm going to use it to say, who is it that I need to reach out to? Our time is short. I want to be the person who lives without, I wish I would have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I think it also helps when we connect it to something we enjoy. I think that's yes. really key too, rather than just thinking, I've got to do this. Um, you right. know, I've got to serve these two. But like you, you like to barbecue. Roger likes to barbecue. Yeah. And so there you go. And like for us, we actually like to make waffles. Oh, nice. So that's a lingering experience because we put it yeah. right on the table too. Yes. So like, you know, we have the big batter and then mm-hmm. Eric will do the waffles and then I cook the uh, eggs and the sausages. And so it yeah. takes a long time, but it's great taking yeah. a long time, right? Yeah, because we're always looking for time-saving meals, but I love the idea of lingering meals. <laughs> yeah, oh Yeah, because my gosh. you need people around. Yeah. yeah, we just, you know, I, what we're doing for Christmas this year, we're doing fondue. Talk about a lingering dinner. Yeah. That takes forever. But you know what? It's it's one of those days, and we were talking about it, mm-hmm. the kids want to come over, and they mm-hmm. want to be here all day. And yeah. it's like, why do we need quick meals when we want to be with each other all day? Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, you think about it, the, the great experiences that you've had with friends or family, they're always the ones where you're lingering. And yes. so that's restful and it's soulful. So we've got to, I guess the takeaway is we've got to be intentional and it can be done. It, it can be very soulful and it's good for us. And it's Jesus with us. We are experiencing Jesus with us, God with us mm-hmm. through being with each other. And yes. um, yeah, Saturday night, come to think of it is yeah i didn't think of it but saturday we always do like a family thing with our kids it's either movie night or game night so and it doesn't have to be long you know i think also the fact that you're just doing it prioritizing you just you just go to bed thinking oh my gosh that was such a good way to spend time yes absolutely and when you when you go into your week when you start monday knowing sunday is not a work day it's not our catch-up day uh, it's amazing how you can get all the necessary stuff done during the week so that you can really enjoy that time mm-hmm. together. Yeah. So, okay, I could talk forever with Kathy, as you can tell. <laughs> and that's why when I started, I was like, um, talk about expectation. I said, oh, gosh, you know, how's this um, never done one before? And um, I just, but I just, it's just been on my heart. And so I just wanted to encourage um 
friends that are listening, you know, what's something that God's put on your heart? There's a few things, you know, during our coffee with Kathy, um, we've been experiencing together, you know, maybe there's something on your heart that God's put on your heart. You know, your Christmas gift to God is really yourself. Maybe in offering yourself, in pursuing um, one step, what God's put on your heart, that that is your gift. God, God's greatest joy is you, your heart. And um, I guess what we've heard from Kathy is so many beautiful soul words about lingering and experiences and friends, taking time out for friends. Um, Kathy, I wanted to um, wrap up our time um, sharing two verses about hope because this work is about hope. And I just want you to just, just total free association, just your thoughts to that verse. Okay. So it'll be okay. fun. Okay. So this one is from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart mm -hmm. sick. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I love that verse because, and I'm glad you, you brought that up because I haven't thought about that verse in a while. But um, I think we allow ourselves to hope in certain situations. We say, okay, well, once I get everything accomplished, then I can hope to X, Y, Z, um, do whatever it is that God has called me to. Uh, I think about the years that my hope was deferred because of bad situations. But God wants us to have hope in the midst of those bad situations. His hope is available all the time. And so when we talk about hope de being deferred, it means that we are not allowing ourselves to hope. It doesn't mean that hope isn't available to us. And so we need to, I know I need to, especially in those times when I feel hopeless, dig deeper into scripture because that is where my hope lies. And talk to hopeful people. There are hopeful people in our lives. Those people are usually ones who have been to the brink and God has met them there. And I think about, there are people who are also more naturally hopeful, that they're more uh, able to latch onto that hope. I think about the stretcher bearers in the Gospels who brought the crippled man to Jesus, and they dug into the ceiling and into the roof to lower this guy down. These were hope bearers. And so I think about what Jesus said to them was, uh, he is healed because of your hope and pointing to the stretcher bearers. And so I want to be that stretcher bearer for people. The only way that people are going to see hope in the world is in those who know how to hope and those are Christians. And so I want people to see hope in me where they may be lacking um, in their day-to-day -day lives. So I don't want to be hope deferred. I want to be hope lived out. Okay. So I'm going to get a little sentimental here okay. and emotional because you know, when my story first came out about how God was bringing through me through rest and how I was kind of working through really hard childhood memories and what I didn't have, I realized I had to face them. And I realized that even starting this podcast is was fearful for me because there were voices previously that said to me, you know, what what do you have to say that's worth anybody right. listening to? And, um, you know, just be quiet. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you're boring or um, I don't want to, I want to hear what you have to say and I don't really care what you think. Mm. And um, you know, I, I just want to say that, you know, talking with you and even like, as we're doing on the podcast, as we're, you're talking with people, I think listening to people gives people hope, letting them know that they're heard. And so the, the fact that I'm even doing this podcast is part of that 
that that experience with you, Kathy, mm-hmm. feeling that I'm heard and <laughs> feeling like, oh, oh, we can have wow. fun having a conversation, you know? So I think that um, it's beautiful what you said, that hope is here and it's our um, desire to actually live it, to do yeah. what God's prompted on our hearts, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. God is, it's available now. We don't have to wait. Yes. And, and so, so think, let's take on to it now. Yes. And think, as Kathy was speaking, if there's people that you suddenly thought of or their names, you know, those are the people you want to, you know, call for coffee or call mm-hmm. for dinner, just invite them over. Um, and last to end is hope is the anchor for the soul in mm-hmm. Hebrews 6, 9. Oh, isn't that the truth? Uh, without hope, we have nothing. And we have, I understand that there are times when in the moment we feel like we have no hope. Um, We've all experienced some real personal tragedies where we feel like life can be hopeless. But those who know and love Christ are not hopeless for long. And so, again, if you are feeling hopeless, go go find somebody who has been to the brink and God has brought them back. We can't ignore what God has done in the past because that's what fuels our future. And we want to be hope bearers, not just for the world, not just for a hurting world, but for each other. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that, that's something we have every day with our family and our friends. So thank you so much, Kathy. It was so fun to be on this call together. Thank you so much. I I do feel like we're the same. We're different sides of the same coin. Exactly. When it comes to rest and restoration and finding our way through being an intentional living um, and breathing, not just person, but family and community. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So kathylit.com. You want more Kathy Lip? <laughs> Go to kathylip.com. And again, she has this um, great book called Get Yourself Organized for Christmas, Simple Steps to Enjoy the Season, and your clutter-free book, which is doing awesome. Um, and you'll find as you read Kathy, you you really just get her heart. So. Oh, thank you so much. Bonnie, I mean, you're, you're a treasure. You just are. Oh. Well, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas Advent week, Kathy. And to everybody listening, um, just thank you so much for just being here. And uh, remember, you are loved, Mm. you're cherished, and you can rest. Now, before we say goodbye, I did have a question. So what did you think of this podcast? What did you think of this coffee break for your soul? I wanted to hear from you if you enjoyed today's coffee break with me, the faith barista, I would love to hear from you. If this is something that resonates with your heart and uh, your journey and, um, please spread the word. I would love it if there can be um, more connections made to other kindreds who also enjoy this kind of conversation about, um, encouraging each other to live a soul inspired life. So, I would love to hear from you. Leave a comment. If you're reading this on the blog, you can leave a comment at faithbarista.com. Have a wonderful week and soulful. And um, be sure to um, connect on Facebook. Share your moments on Instagram with me at thebonniegray.com. And um, please join me up on my blog at faithbarista. And that's a wrap for Coffee Break for Your Soul. It's encouragement for your journey, for your soul, for you. All right, bye-bye. See you guys next time.
thunder of my faults wakes me up again.